Hi guys, welcome to the Revive Stronger podcast. It's me, Steve Hall, as always. And today I am joined by Alberto Nunez. So I think all of our audience will be aware of Alberto, obviously a natural bodybuilder, pro bodybuilder from 3D Muscle Journey. And I'm very glad to have Alberto back on the show. It's been a while. Um, how's everything going on your end? I know uh, it's a bit of a funny time at the moment. This will come out probably later down the line where hopefully things have cleared up a bit but um yeah still let us know how things are on your end alberto man like uh like everyone else like there's uh this is this is a hard sport and we it's a hard sport but this is like way harder than everyone was was ready for um and obviously like you know stormy ocean training in a way is is kind of an anchor for a lot of us right now um, so between, yeah, training and actually working. That's what you asked me. You're like, Hey bro, do you got time? I'm like, bro, I, I got time. Cause like literally like, uh, the escape has been, Hey, let's get a little bit of training in or hey, let's, let's sit down and see if anyone needs anything, you know? Um, so, uh, so no, yeah, that, that's been what's keeping me. Yeah. Solid and centered right now. Uh, and, uh, like everyone else just waiting to see where this goes, man. Cause it's, it's, it's. It's a little bit more predictable now, but mm. uh, but it, for a minute there was like every day is like all right, all right, tell me what's going on today, you know, um, and uh, so yeah, we're 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 just hanging on like everyone else, man. But we're hanging on. Very very selfishly, as a bodybuilder, and probably I think a lot of the audience will be able to relate to this. I was kind of like just I was just kind of like each day looking when's the gym gonna shut? Is the gym shut yet? I was just continuously like wait, it's gonna shut, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, have you invested in any home gym equipment, like just in case it prolongs or are you, you making do with what you've got? Uh, no, I think a big part of it is that, um, well, for, first of all, I think at this point you can't like everything's on like back order here, Yeah, you know? Um, but, um, but I, I felt there's, there's a, a good chunk of my athletes that that's just not an option. Yeah. So I guess... Like I feel bad if for somehow for some reason like I was able to get something in here next week. It's like it's got almost everything I need, and uh, and and there they are. And I'm telling them like, hey, bro, it's gonna be cool. So uh, so I'm like, you know what? I'll 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 hang on to what I have, which I, I still think is plenty. I appreciate what I do have, um, and uh, and when working with that, and really all I have is I have a 35 pound kettlebell. I have bands that they were for like pump up backstage, not for training. They were yeah, for pump up. I've got the same um, ones. <laughs> and uh, and the TRX and the TRX, uh, which is that, that's quite useful. Uh, and, and then some old uh, knee sleeves, uh, knee sleeves, knee knee wraps that I've been using for for BFR. Awesome. Uh, and, and that's what I have, and it's it's been hey, it's been not the most enjoyable training, but you sure are proud when you're done with one of those. Yeah. So. No, it sounds, your setup sounds very familiar to what mine was until I eventually got my stuff that's come through, but it was nice. Oh, I'm yeah. glad, like the same for you. I'm glad I did a couple of weeks of very minimal like equipment training because it gave me a lot of perspective and allowed me to feel what my clients are feeling. And like, I didn't have any equipment for my last like leg training session. My quads just, I did something stupid to them because they're still really under recovered <laughs> so it just surprised me not surprised it shouldn't surprise you really because you know the principles and you know how to apply them but when you're really taken out of your environment that is the gym and just everything works it gets a bit clunky like you said it's a bit awkward trying to set it up but once you've got it down 
then you can run with it. So yeah, I respect that you've kind of, you've just decided I'm going to put myself in my client's shoes and just run with that. And yeah, I, we're, we're still going to progress. We're going to come out of this probably better, hopefully better than ever. I think most people will, if they keep going. Yeah, she she loves you, man, because she lets you keep that in the bedroom. It seems like uh, is the spare bedroom. It looks like people think okay, it's like okay. our main bedroom. There is a bed in here. This is like this has become my office, gym, spare bedroom. <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, so, oh, it's, it's, it's Steve got the love of his lives, like right there in the same room. How awesome yeah, is that? Wake up and squat. Just jump out of bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, def it's, uh, I guess I've compared it to eating a pint of ice cream with a fork, you know, it's like, look, it's not the best tool, but we're, we're getting through the whole thing. So, uh, so yeah. And like you, lots of soreness. Uh, but you know what? I, I was really, one thing about this is it, 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 it really, it's going to help people like, cause like for us, like almost right away, it's like, you, you understand the principles, like, like, you know, to the core and you're like, all right, this is how I'm gonna go about like pursuing that and you can get quite crafty but yeah. i think for a lot of people this this is like really going to double check their work and it's a great educational experience for sure yeah no i completely agree um awesome so we jump into the q a because we have a lot of questions i want to make sure i get to everyone's okay. or as many as possible and the first one is from andrew potter check and he has asked is the pump and that burn feeling blood pushed into the muscle or fi just fibers being fucked up? <laughs> um, also, have you tried getting to the state, then holding the squeeze until you just want to cry for the pump and burn? <laughs> okay. Um, man. If that made sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get what he's trying to say. Um, okay. So, yeah, I think, I think there's going to be certain exercises where... Uh, I think you, you almost have to pursue like that, that localized fatigue, like, and that's going to be the ISOs, you know? Um, I think a lot of the big compounds, sometimes you don't necessarily feel them all the way. Like the heavier it gets and the more skilled I, 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 I get on a lift, I think the less I feel them. And I, and as it is, I try to focus a little bit more so on like the joint angles and actions. So when I look at my good morning and I'm doing it like, that's that's really the only thing I'm looking at when I'm looking at the footage. I'm like, okay, so where's my knee relative to my hip? Where is my upper back relative to my hip? And that's what I'm focusing on. Where is like on a curl, you know, unless it's super bad. Um, you're not really going to see too much variation from rep to rep. There's not going to be a whole lot of a essay to write about as you break down the footage. So on those, yeah, I think internal cueing is great. Um, I used to be a hater of the mind muscle connection, man. I'm like, you know, um, coming from an athlete's background, I was like, just move right. But then I stopped and I thought about it. And this was Jeff Nippert, actually. Like he, 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 at some point he made up, he, he brought up the point that like, you know how we flex our legs in comp? Like you can literally like flex more here, flex more there. You have all this control over your musculature and that's just something that you get over time. So, um, so I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, okay. I can see how, um, how, yeah, yeah. You can kind of redistribute the tension. Uh, I think a little bit more than, than I used to give people credit for. And, and, uh, and I mean, shoot, not only that, but like, like this kind of relative, uh, it's it's relevant given the situation right now. Yeah. Like a lot of those old school, like pre like nineteen twenties, like bodybuilders, 
like a big part of their training was just that it was like muscle control isometric. So, um, so yeah, yeah, you should feel, I think on ISOs, like you, it clears up over time. You just become a little bit more fatigue resistant, but you should be feeling the targeted muscle group and it should eventually get a pump. Uh, but not so much on the, on the big compounds. I think if anything, you could make something dangerous by, by doing that. Perfect. Yeah, completely agree. I, I see very much the same. And my same, my appreciation for the mind muscle connection really came later into things. I, probably not necessarily a bad thing where you focus on technique properly initially, and then my muscle connection comes in later. But yeah, like now you're saying like you have to feel some things out because the equipment isn't so obvious. <laughs> so you have to make sure you're feeling it. Um, so the yeah. next question from Jason Lay, similar kind of thought of lines he's asked clusters drop sets rest pause can these replace traditional weight i.e they are more time efficient so if muscle is needing to adapt to a stress be it load with rest etc the traditional approach or adapt with slightly lighter load and less rest thus a similar stress uh, what are your experience of this and he said ps love the vlogs from 3dmj hey hey um krieger has some really good stuff on drop sets by the way um, both uh, uh, written and his uh, his own experiences with it. So definitely something to check out. Um, so with, uh, you, you know where I think they really come in handy is, um, so I'm going to compare this to like some other sport. Like um, I love basketball, which I'm missing severely right now. Um, and one thing you'll see is like guys get older is that sometimes like – you know, they're pretty effective, but the amount of minutes they can play any given night kind of like shrinks down. So their, their overall like load or their, they're not allowed to, you know, get as many miles in. Um, and I think that's what those type of um, training techniques do for a lot of people. It's like, um, I think that's where it comes most in handy. That's where I use them the most on my people. It's like, oh, okay, so you've been training for like 15, 20, 25 years. Um, if we can... Um, get the same stimulus but expose you a little bit less that you know because there's less overall reps and at a certain point it's like you know it does get to the point where every rep does matters you know it could you know cutting out a few here and there can can really help things over the long term so i, I like it for that i like it i like it for so for aging athletes um if you want to be time efficient uh, a big reason that i was using myo reps actually um earlier well actually this was last year good chunk of last year was because i just was simply not enjoying my training i just i, I was training four days a week and um and uh yeah four days a week and almost all my isos anything outside of the the big compounds was where i will not recommend myos uh was 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 being done in, in that fashion because just i just wasn't taking my training so um so yeah it, i think it's it's virtually can be the same thing um you definitely still need to track your training you know and you can definitely do that like i think that's one thing question i'd get about those it's like so how do i track yeah. it's like well you know like anything else it's like what did you do compared to anyhow um yeah that they, they all those options are they 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 work um but they're i don't i guess they're not essential but at the same time, they're not going to like stop you from maximizing yourself either. It's, it's an option. 
yeah, the only uh, issue I've ever had with tracking something like my reps is making sure that I log it in time as in the rest periods are quite short that's when i normally log it and so sometimes i'm like oh wait i'm like i just get lazy and then i'm like oh just i did this many sets of roughly this reps Uh, that's normally the thing that gets me i forget my cluster sequences i'm like okay so it was like seven five oh yeah so yeah that's it's a little trickier because you're caught up in the moment you extended that set and you're like what did i do again (laughs) awesome so we have a question from Patrick James Barney, and he has asked, Alberto often talks about getting to a place in his off-season where his progress is predictable. My question is, has that body weight changed over time that he has noticed as a result of maybe increased lean body mass? Okay. Um, Absolutely, man. And it kind of goes to show you just how much you can convince yourself of like some pretty wacky stuff. Um, there was a time when, like, if I was under 200 pounds, this was, like, like early years, like, power bulking. I, I, I'm i like, I'm so weak. I am so puny. I feel depleted. I am about to faint. Um, like, that's, that's like, like, I refuse to, I felt like I was dressed poorly for the gym if I was, like, below that body weight. So, um, so, so, yeah, yeah, like, uh, again, that's, that's kind of an example because, that was all in my head, I guess. So I, I do, I do think that as time goes on, um, it just gets it, it gets easier. And I think, especially from, because uh, I think for most people, they have it, they have a genuine interest in like making their top end off season body weights, I guess leaner, which uh, I don't well, not leaner. Like for example, you hit some body weights this year that were like greater than anything else like you had ever yeah. hit before, and. and they look better than some of your previous like highs right yeah um so i i i agree like that, that's how it should be but we'll say steve like 10 years from now right like you're probably not going to be adding like don't say it <laughs> slabs and slabs and slabs um hey when you get to that point though every ounce you add looks like holy yeah. shit right so so um so yeah, I think it'll become easier to I, I think keep a leaner version of you running around because your habits just get so much better. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of my issue now, and that, I, like when I really stop and think about like yeah, I'm, I'm kind of weight gain resistant, but at the same time, it's like I have really good habits because I've been doing this for a long time, and um, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, your off season, your top and weights, I think over time they're going to get leaner and a lot of that is behavioral because the main issue with most people when they start gaining is that they yeah they just they they blow their load too early man like it's it's like three months and they're like okay i'm too fat like i need to go back and eventually you kind of learn to like spread that out a little bit more so so yeah it'll get better it'll get better you have an easier time um monitoring and, and controlling that and part of it is appreciating data collection and the other part is going to be um, yeah, just, just you behaving better. Yeah, I can, I've had, like you said, the, the same has been true for myself. And a lot of it is you don't even necessarily notice that you're picking up those behaviors. It's just day to day. You're just doing the right things because that's what you do. It's just habitual. Yeah. Like eating to be full. It's like, like full, full. It's like, that's so unappealing, you know? Uh, right and like you eventually learn what real hunger is you know like it's it's 
it's crazy to be in tune that way, you know? Um, but, um, but yeah, it's something that took a while. It took me, I almost had to backscale some of the habit. Oh, I guess, like you said, like you're almost weight resistant because some of the habits are now, they're stopping you being able to gain weight. And it was weird. Like, I was like, wow, I'm really having to it's like, like be lazy. It's like, I don't know, take, don't take the stairs. I have to just take the lift and escalate everywhere. Really? <laughs> but sometimes That's you have crazy. to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, the next question is from Muffins Pitisax. And he has asked, uh, how often do you evaluate and reset exercises for yourself and your clients? And he gave an example. For example, at the beginning of the year, I was leg pressing 300 kilos and progressing well, but I began letting small bad habits slip in, such as shortening range of motion each rep. After evaluating my videos or form and being honest, I decided to reset and drop the weight back to 200 kilos. By doing so, my ego certainly took a hit, but I was able to remove the bad habits, drastically increase my range of motion. Load was controlled better, gained more stimulus in the quads um, and had less fatigue generated. So yeah, how often do you have to reevaluate and reset for yourself and clients? Hi guys, Steve here. Just wanted to take a moment of your time to remind you of the Revive Stronger member site. Inside you'll find a thriving forum, a growing exercise library, presentations, research reviews, and courses. If you want to get involved, sign up via the description. So yeah, for initially I thought he was, he meant, you know, rotating movements. Um, but this is more so like those aha moments, you know, um, right. Where you like, man, I mean, I think the first few times I recorded myself, I was light pressing. This was back when you had to bring a camera to the gym that was the size of like my current laptop. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I was so pumped because there were so many plates on that thing. I'm like, I can't wait to like, just throw this up on, on the YouTubes, which was, which was around at the time. Um, and I remember looking at it and I was, I was just so disappointed. So I was like, so bad. So that will happen less and less. And I think, Again, that's why like it's probably in your best interest to to learn to do movements like within what you know, like the right way, of, you know, from from the get go. But we're always going to learn something. Like I, I think after this um this 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 fiasco is over, uh, when I get back to the gym, I I I am going to actually relearn a few things about bracing. And one of my former clients and world class powerlifters. Um, um, Sean Noriega is going to help me like actually brace the way I want to brace. So for a minute there, there is, there's going to be a hit on my, uh, uh, my loads are going to take a bit of a hit, but, um, but again, I think it, it happens to everyone. It will happen way less frequently and hardly ever will. Like, I don't expect to see like a, uh, one third of a load decrease on my squat, but it's probably going to be somewhere around 10 to 15%. And that's just cause you're nailing it a little bit more and more every time. But I mean, You'd agree, like for example, like with when you introduce especially a new big movement, like there's probably as, as you run it through a few blocks, you probably have to, you know, there's there's things that you're changing and updating as as you go, um, and a lot of those things are just individual. Like a lot of those things aren't even because you know you you didn't put in the research. It's just more so because that's just how you figured out it, it's going to look best on you. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. I. I just can think back to one I recently did was like high bar squatting. I was high bar squatting and slowly 
using a bit too much of the bounce and my hips and knees were starting to feel it. I was like, I need to reset this. And I had to, the amount I had to take down was yeah, like a good, like maybe 20%. And I was like, whoa, but then we're bodybuilders. And so the load, like you take an ego hit, but your body responds better to it. So yeah, I think it's, it's something I'm, I have to continue. And I think this is great why we have like phones and we can monitor things easily. Our form being ignorant to that is not blissful at all. Uh, most people probably know it if they're not actually performing the lift right. <laughs> if they're just feeling wrecked and not like the muscle feels wrecked, it's not a good sign. You actually, it makes you sometimes, sometimes like you, you, you're actually glad that you had to lower the load. You're like, oh yeah, I'm just becoming more efficient, <laughs> you know, like less cost of doing business here. Yeah. Like that's, that's the attitude you begin to take. So, so no, no, it's, it happens to all of us, man. And I got a squat to fix when I get back. Awesome. Cool. So the next question is from Brett Freeman. He has asked, what have you done differently this off season compared to others? What lessons have you learned in this current off season? This dude needs to hit up my DMs, man. I, I, I DM'd this dude. And Dif- he... Different Brett Freeman, I think. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, there's two wow. running around. <laughs> this isn't world champion uh, Brett Freeman. No. Okay. okay. So, not yet, anyway. He might, I don't know. Brett, hey, Brett's thinking about Brett the stage, Freeman, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see. What have I done different? That's, you know what? That's That's always something that I do ask myself at the end of every year, you know? It's like, okay, so what have you learned? Um, and I'd say, ooh, probably one this year is that, and this is just, I guess it's going towards me and my personal, uh, my approach to my own off season. Um, I, I think even with advanced athletes, like having a surplus up until the point uh, that it's like, it's, it's obvious and it's kind of chronic and like, bioavailable energies on your side um i i think is is it just makes things like again so much more predictable um so running kind of these ambiguous um intakes where it's 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 too much of a hybrid of like maintenance and, and surplus it just doesn't do me as well as when it's like this is clearly like a surplus because i can see myself every two, three weeks, like, okay, you got a little fatter there, yeah. but look back at your training, you know, it's been just on fire. So, um, so that's probably been, been, I think the biggest one is it. And, and sometimes, you know, talking about habits earlier, it's like, sometimes it's like, all right, like, you know, you, you're going to need a little bit more or, you know, you're going to eat when you really don't want to eat. And every cell in your body is telling you like, no, we're, we're good. Um, so that, that's been, I think the biggest one and, uh, kind of playing off something I said earlier is, um, and I get reminded of this cause I fall into these every few years. There's just times where I just, I don't like my training. Like I just, I don't enjoy training. Uh, but man, those phases, like they, they make or break you because, um, and this might actually, it's, it's, it, it makes sense given what, the way a lot of people are having to train. Like whenever I look back at the progress that I've made during those blocks when I was not very motivated, um, just wasn't my favorite time of the day. It, it's like, that's the stuff I'm most proud of because uh, it's like, okay, like we were able to do something, you know, 
given the situation, it just in terms of athlete confidence, man, does it really put you in a good place. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I guess this this last offseason there was a few segments where I just was not totally in love with my training, and uh, like pushing it and making things happen. Um, yeah, I don't regret that one bit, and now that things are really good. I'm gonna, I, and actually right now I'm extra missing the gym. Like now that when I get back in there, it's like, okay, it's like, I'm, I'm, I guess it's, it's just good to know that you can make it happen. Like regardless of the weather. I think that's awesome. I, yeah, I really like that second point particularly because I think right now, particularly it's easy for people to kind of give up. And I've even had like clients who are not feeling it. And I'm like, this is like, you can capitalize on this period of time or you can let it make you like regress if you want to but like you said like you can even when you're it's that consistency just throughout even if you're not enjoying it like adhering doing the process like you're still going to see things happen and that's what makes the best that's why you're such a good bodybuilder because it's a long man sport like the people who adhere to it for the longest period of time are going to see the best yeah yeah and i mean that's what we, that's what we get from preps you know it's, it's kind of the same way yeah you know and how empowering is that? And you think about it when you're deep into prep, you're like, man, once I get some food in me, it's game over, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so yeah, hang in there, folks. Hang in there. Awesome. So um, actually related to that question, Joseph Kaufman asked, do more advanced natural bodybuilders sometimes need to enter larger caloric sur- surpluses rather than a moderate one in order to, say, to see good amounts of muscle? Um. You know, it's, it's, yeah, that, that, that's hard. Um, I'd say that it, it's, man, it's just growth is so hard to come by that I would much rather have just an environment that is like uh, conducive to growth should your body like to say like, I'm going to grow. So, uh, you know, everything we want, it's, it's. Well, the muscle gains that we want, it's like in our own, in our own heads, it's almost like we, the way we see it is like, is not necessarily the way like our body sees it because there's so many things that like your body does every day that like you don't even like fully appreciate or you're not aware of. It's like, Hey, when you have an apple, it's like you eat it and like your body, like all the right amounts of like this enzyme, that enzyme, it throws it. So there's all these things that it's doing. And that's why like growth is sporadic and weird sometimes um so i think it just makes sense to make sure that should your body decide like hey you know let's put on some muscle like we can get to that now that uh the funds are there yeah because uh yeah like sometimes the way training is it's just like it's like you're picking you're picking you're picking you're picking you're picking and nothing's happening nothing's and then like holy crap major breakthrough um so so yeah be ready should you know should uh your body decide like yeah okay we can we can get into that today i i mean that is something i felt a lot with because the analogy i always think of is muscle gain is like cycling uphill it's just a process that is not particularly easy and you want to make it as easy as possible so being in a a decent surplus like you've said make a predictable environment for growth is going to make that process probably a bit easier whereas fat loss is super easy and typically that's i use the two like it's like cycling downhill versus cycling uphill i use the two there for the bodybuilders who are a bit nervous to be in that 
decent surplus who are kind of like they're trying to do the really lean gaining where they're barely seeing the scale move i like that the, the downhill for fat loss because once you get fat loss like with more than anything it's just like kind of hugging the brake a little bit like just tapping it like because you can go really fast with fat loss but, yeah. but obviously there's consequences so yeah. it's it's like it's dangerous so keep that hand on the brake and you know maybe tap it a few times I like you've moved, you've moved the analogy even further. I like that. <laughs> awesome. So we get to the next question, which is from Warren Mitchell. He said, what would Berto's thoughts be on cycling volume into mesocycle for maximal hypertrophy? Something he could get on board with, or does he believe static volume within mesocycle purely with a traditional overload modality is the way to go? Hmm. Um, I think the cycling is something that I, I do a little bit more with the big lifts. Um, and it's both ways. Like I, sometimes I'll wrap them up. Sometimes I'll ramp it down. Um, kind of just depends on what has worked the best for that individual. Like when you look at the Kings of the compounds, um, like the, the raw power lifters, like there's people that kind of do it both ways. Like there really isn't, a, it's like front loading, back loading, you know? Um, with the ISOs, I tend to run those a little bit more static because they just, they don't leave as big of a dent. So I'd say when it comes to, like me personally, I like to ramp up. Um, starting heavy like and then kind of bring up intensity as like the amount of sets go down. It just, it doesn't work as well for me. It mentally doesn't work as well for me. Physically doesn't work as well for me. But there's some people out there that just like, that's that's how you do it so yeah i think with the compounds you're gonna have to get a little bit more sophisticated and kind of wave the both the intensity and the uh i guess the volume uh, but that's i don't think there's necessarily a better way to be honest. i've seen people just mm -hmm. do really well with, with both both variations uh and even the static folks but obviously if you're doing something static it's like this is kind of your threshold and you need to give it a good amount of respect and there needs to be a good little buffer there. So I think sometimes it's like the playing it safe, but uh, yeah, you're playing it safe. So you're not getting as much in return, potentially that might add up over time, but again, it's, it's a safe gamble, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's whenever I think of the question, it's like, it's one of those questions we don't, know the answer yet and it seems many things seem to work so like you've said trial and error see kind of what you enjoy is probably quite important and then yeah see what brings results for you and probably if you're in that range of the the sets that people are generally talk about five per tree like 10 to 20 you're probably good and play with it a little bit now and then <laughs> so much of it is you know getting your hands dirty you know yeah awesome so the next question is from Billy Ryan. So I don't know if you remember Billy Ryan. He says, Miss Huberto. He and Helms were calling the shot to my prep in 2011. And he's looking really good, actually. He recently posted some pictures in our in our group. I don't know if you saw them. Um, but yeah, so you know Billy. He's asked, seeing as Berto has committed to this longer-term massing phase where he is at a much higher weight than he has pushed in previous off-seasons, has he already begun to see the fruits of his labors? Also, now that the virus that shall not be named situation has arisen, how does this change his future plans in terms of how long he is going to push slash hold his higher body weight? 
have I seen it? Um, man, so much of it is, uh, I, I still have to go by performance metrics, like above anything else. So that, that all has been just, yeah, it's been, um, it's been really good. Um, it, it's funny. It's like not the best one for growth, but one of like my favorite ways, and I'll do it every once in a while for funds is, uh, I feel it's like, if you have your technique down is like the deadlift, like, like, it's just like, look, nothing's really being like, like stretched out and pushed through its full range of, but it's like, are you a bigger, stronger person? Yeah. And, and if, you know, and if that's gone up and Hey, you probably are. So every once in a while, it's like, you know what? I don't feel like doing good mornings today. I'm just going to go see where that is at. Um, it's funny. So like Dan, John, one of my favorite coaches ever, his like three skills that he would, uh, 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 encourages people to take part in to see if you're progressing is uh, a dead hang, I think, uh, pull up the standing broad jump and then uh, the deadlift. So those are the big three. And if like, those improved, it's like, hey, chances are, you know, we're, we're, we're getting what we want out of our training. And for me, the deadlift is kind of that. Um, so, yes, performance has gone up. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not saying people should do that, but yeah, performance has has, uh, has definitely improved. Uh, there's spots. I think that's kind of how, like, this is the first time ever when I don't have like my quads fully extended. Like, I have striations in like my outer quads, so it's like it's it's literally spots. Like, that's what you have. To, it's yeah. it's like when I'm in the like I've never had vascularity in the sides of my delts, and like it's not poking through the skin, but like when I look in the mirror, it's like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. This is all going to be crawling. Like if I lose like 12 pounds. Um, so yeah, it's, it's spotty, but yes, I do think it's working. Um, and then I guess his other question was, was what, what I plan to do with myself right now. Yeah. Um, I want to make gains because it's, it's, it's to me, it's, it's, it's just, it's the spirit of the whole thing. So I am I am definitely still eating at a surplus. And in fact, it's been easier since I'm not moving you yeah. as much. Uh, I've trained at a big gym. So when I finish a set, I make myself walk all the way to the furthest water fountain because sometimes I get in there a little bit earlier than I should. Um, so I'll do that, you know, bug a few people, go talk to people, and then get back to my set. And that adds up to be, to be quite a lot. Like whenever I, I have used the step count thing, it's like, I'll get like 3000 steps in the gym because of that. Um, so yeah, gaining weight has been happening. Uh, I, I think I can still make progress given the sort of training I am having to take part in right now. It's not fun. Like like, you know, with regular training, it's like, sometimes I'm like, here, I'm like, you know what? I'll just leave this, this, this thing that I want to do till after the gym. Cause I got to go take care of myself and I'm excited to do that. Whereas like with this, it's like, oh man, I have to, I have to train and I have to get into it. And then finally it's like, okay, okay. Like now, now I, I cut my rhythm and I'm proud of myself for actually starting it up, even though it was hard. Um, so no, we're still going to make progress. And I almost see this phase as a, like, this is something that. It's hard to convince amb ambitious bodybuilders to do, but I think these like rejuvenation phases are, are not necessarily a, a bad thing because not everything structurally that is kind of 
being pushed to its limits, it's in question, do you always feel like, you know how it goes with pain? It's like pain's a funny thing. It's a yeah. complicated thing. But you could have these like like these little internal governators just spotty all over your body that might be preventing you from getting the most out of yourself. So sometimes phases like this where uh, they're totally different, they're actually kind of easy, um, it might put you in a better place um, six, eight months from now. Like I see it all the time with powerlifters. Like they get hurt. They're, they literally can't do anything for, for two months and sometimes they can only bench whatever but then they come back and all that progress that they were just picking and picking and picking away at it just wouldn't happen all of a sudden just comes in a rush and they're back to where they were obviously that happens quick but then that old plateau they just burst through it and immediately what comes to mind for me is like oh there was something there that was stopping you from from um, getting what you wanted from your training and I think uh, a lot of that was cleared up during that chillaxing phase. So mm. a lot of us have to do like we have no choice. We have to like take that chillaxing phase. And I think it's it's going. Uh, I think people are going to see that, and maybe people will keep some sort of variance of this in their like yearly training. Yeah. I hope. I think I remember you saying, I think the you guys at 3DMJ did a podcast on this. I think you said that you were considering at one point just to be like, I'm just not going to train for two weeks. That's how I'm going to do it. Did you say that? Am I right in thinking that you were almost considering that sometimes because like, you've already seen these phases benefit you before where you just like an active recovery phase kind of? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to go just... Um they closed down the basketball course or I might have. And then I realized like, Oh no, I got to do this. Cause my people, yeah. they're not going to want to do that. So, um, but I, I, I legitimately wanted to work on my shot because they have, uh, they have a league out here and I wanted to play in that league. So I was like, you know what? If I just do this for a full month, I'll be able to be decent and, you know, hopefully picked up by some team. So, um, so yeah, that was my plan initially. And, you know what? Like I've seen, obviously Jeff is like a ultra high responder, but I remember when Jeff, uh, yeah, when Jeff had his baby, he didn't train. Like fatherhood just <laughs> had him thrown for a loop. And I remember uh, one of our meetings, he shows up and Jeff was just like a skinny, skinny man, like just thin. And I'm like, I'm like, Jeff, you know, we're competing next year. I've always <laughs> wanted to tag you on stage, but I'm not going to, this is, this is, this is not good. I don't want to beat Jeff and be like, well, cause, cause of this. And then like legitimately, like we have a meeting a month later and Jeff shows up and he's just like big and swole again. Cause he started training. So whatever you do lose, it's, it's so unfair how quickly it comes back. Yeah. Um, so unfair. So, um, so yeah, I was going to be. I was completely okay with the, hey, you know what? I just, I won't train. I'll just play basketball and go on hikes. But, but I, w I wouldn't be leading by example, I guess. And the, for me, I, cause I had similar thoughts where I was like, oh, I could just do like a, at least a lower volume period of time, which I cycle in now and then it's kind of perfect. And then I was like, ah, how long is this now going to last? And then that's that, your kind of the, the neurotic bodybuilder in me was like, I don't know if I can commit to just, not training and then I can't start training. So yeah, it's, I can definitely see that. And um, yeah, to the first, it was just when you were talking through the first question where Billy asked about 
have you seen the payback of this like off season push your body weight up because just because I was I know I've been posed the question and I asked myself the same when I was pushing my weight up and it's I'm it was really great to hear you talk through it even though like you've done it before and you're doing it now and you're incredibly experienced and it's like you don't always like it's hard to know it's just you kind of have to trust the process in a way and for me at least like you said I hit that high body weight and I've started cutting down I was like whoa I'm hitting like I look completely different now it's like you don't see the the kind of the dividends until you start cutting down but you have to invest and do that and delay that yeah if you see a few things on the way up you know what chances are it's really good yeah um because some of my best off seasons it's kind of been like I, I i get to my high end body weight i'm like nothing's happening and then i got cut down and i'm like oh okay okay yeah. so i take little things that do show up on the way up is like okay like that is probably more than i, I should be pleased with what's going on um awesome. but yeah everyone everyone deals with that man that, that, that mind game yeah cool so the next question is from igor Korea and he has asked do you monitor blood work with your athletes and if you do what looks different between an off season and a prolonged cut um no 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 I I I I I usually don't the the only time where that that might be something we look into is if um they show up with um something being off and obviously we send them to our rd steve taylor and he takes care of, of that that part um but i think w w what i have done is if someone especially you know like with uh, the with the hormones and, and prepping um yeah if, if someone wants to get like a snapshot of what they look what they uh, look like when things were good and then get one like you know after prep probably don't do it when you're four weeks out. It's going to freak you out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, like get one later on when we think we're making some good progress or maybe we think we're not making enough progress when it comes to that. Um, so those are probably the three places where just like that simple one, like looking at the hormonal stuff is something that's like, Hey, you know, you have the means and, and, and you want to, and, and, you know, yeah, that, that would be useful. Yeah. Um, but the other stuff, it's like, no, I'll send that to Steve. He's, he's he's uh that, that's his business but um but yeah yeah i think that one like kind of knowing where your baselines are at i think it's 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 not necessarily a a bad thing and you don't have to because when you're normal like you know when you're normal when you're back yeah. to like you know but uh but yeah yeah definitely not 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 a waste of time not not like a dexa scan or something where <laughs> I just had an athlete like who literally's made all sorts of like fantastic progress. Like, oh no, uh, come to me with with like they're like, but my Dexa said I lost like four pounds of muscle, and I'm Damn. like, no, like, yeah. <laughs> I was actually, and on a related note, I guess, is there any kind of, um, I guess, with your athletes, any f not, I don't know, free markers isn't the word to use, but like any markers that you are tracking to make sure that things are normal um, and things are ticking along in the direction you want them to. Hey, Pascal here. I just quickly wanted to remind you of our online coaching service. At Revive Stronger, we put a huge emphasis on the personal aspect of our coaching. And if you want to take your physique and knowledge to the next level, hit the link in the description below. Um, hormonally? Uh, just like, I, I guess it might 
encompass hormones in some ways like i don't know mood or something but yeah just general markers of like the things are good okay okay just like uh, globally health wise yeah um yeah i think mood is a huge one mood is a super huge one and obviously all the hormonal stuff because um anyone you know like both genders will tell you that when things hormonally kind of uh, go you know uh, when they tank uh you're not as happy of a person mm-hmm. you know you're just not as chipper um so i, I do think just overall well-being and um honestly i feel that man stress can do so much to you yeah. just so many negative things like you could be eating enough calories your volume is right but like if just the rest of your life is really really pushing you like to the edge uh man it can it can really almost completely counter a healthy lifestyle sometimes mm-hmm. so um that's man that's one of the biggest variables is is just kind of learning to streamline like all the other things you have to do all the other stimulus and, and like dose that right because man it could completely just yeah you could do, be doing everything right you can be eating your kiwis you could be training with the right amount of, of volume and 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 it, it won't matter i guess it's similar stress and sleep two ones that have just to me in the last year at least couple of years have just been so obvious how much of a impact they have and how ignorant at least i was to my own in the years prior and just now i feel like i never slept well <laughs> like yeah. when i like have slightly poor sleep i'm like oh my gosh like, i feel awful it's like how did i never notice this before <laughs> like so sleep true. now is it's like you know like sometimes you look at your footage and you're just like hypercritical of like like how you're moving in the gym i i feel like it's the same way with sleep like i'm always my own worst critic with that i'm like i'm like bro you can do better like, we've <laughs> yes. done better you know so uh but it's it's so worth it man like i, I man like if you sleep like a champ yeah it's almost the other way around right? how, how did i forget that one like if you sleep like a champ it's like i've, I've known people who they make really good progress even though their training is yeah bordering on a disaster because you know they're sleeping 10 hours a day and i guess yeah because a lot of the things as a coach you're taking care of with like making sure to dose volume right you're making sure the nutrition's like wholesome and supporting the health goals and you're managing stress you're managing like sleep and all those aspects to a certain degree you've got awareness of stress the blood markers like you know if they're going to be poor or if they're going to be good kind of if you're looking at all those other things so you almost don't necessarily need it unless something's like you're doing everything right and still someone's not feeling chipper yeah yeah man oh best sleeper i've ever i've ever experienced uh bodybuilder ryan doris oh really like, oh that doesn't surprise yeah. me somehow <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've 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 bunked with him and and like he, he told me he warned me he's like so when i say i'm about to go to sleep i am about to go to sleep <laughs> and so i'm like okay whatever dude and uh and and so he yeah he 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 excuses himself and like maybe a minute later like he's just going at it and i'm like you're 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 lying to me man you're lying and <laughs> poke him and i'm like no the, the man is asleep and just like that just sleeps whenever he wants wherever he wants that's the secret to his to his amazing gains it's just damn sleep gosh got to learn from ryan skill. yeah <laughs> awesome we get to the next question which is from evan godby um so evan has asked 
What is your favorite moment slash memory from competition to this point? I.e. a memory that stands out from a show or shows that has stuck with him as being cool moment slash experience. Okay. Uh, so this is not Evan. Evan talks a little shit sometimes. So I was like, okay, he's about to start something, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's Evan. So yeah. Thank you for that one, Evan. Times like this is, this, that's what we need. Um, well, you know what, like with, with, um, all that's been going on, like one thing that I've thought about is, um, just how committed and tenacious I was at times in order to make this happen. Um, and two instances like showed up like in my head. Um, so when I first started, it was like my first year of training. Um, I remember that, um, yeah, sometimes food wasn't the easiest things to come by. And like, to me, it would be a very good training day if I was able to sneak away like two slices of bread before I head to the gym. Wow. And I remember, uh, so I'd have my breakfast and then like we would usually train after school and we had to ship across town basically. And, uh, I, I remember that if I managed to I'd just wrap them up in foil, there'd be a ball and be in my backpack. And I knew that if I had two slices of bread, it's, it was going to be lights out today. And I was about to like rocket for the obnoxious three hours that we were there. Um, so I go back and I'm like, man, like that, that kid was making it happen with scraps. And I think, um, just like, like preps, you know, it's like your best memories sometimes are like these single sets, these days where you made it happen. Um, and, and honestly that they're so personal and intimate and it's, 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 it's a highlight reel that no one else would really quite understand. Um, so that one was, was one. And then the other one was, um, since I could only make it to the gym three times a week, I wanted to get a fourth day in, so I needed some equipment. So I got my hands on some 40 pound dumbbells. And uh, so I I got to, I was excited to get the dumbbells, but then I'm like, oh shoot, now I have to take these back. And uh, yeah, so I remember I walked like, it was like two and a half miles <laughs> with one in my backpack. Backpack was barely making it. And then the other one, I just kept switching off from one side <laughs> to the other. But uh, I, I was willing to do that to make the gains. And I think those, uh, yeah, those those moments where like you push and you make it happen um, and, and you see how strong you are, um, the important, the, the kind of strong that matters. I think those are those are the, the single best moments. And that's one of the biggest appeals of uh, of, of prepping, you know, is, is and I always ask myself that before I prep is like, man, do you really still have that in you, man? Like, can you and then you do it and you're like holy crap, like here I am like two months in and I'm, I'm prep crazy. This is great. Like I'm, it's, it's been in there the whole time. So yeah, it's, it's, I love that part. Love the, the personal intimate stuff. And it's crazy actually, like you're reflecting on it. And I, I, for me, I always feel so ignorant to it at the time, like how I really feel. And like, and then I look back and I'm like, oh like i was crazy back then <laughs> like i was doing some really strange stuff <laughs> yeah yeah i mean shoot like man we're here for a reason like as humans it's because we're, we're we're tenacious and like we we get it done and and man like prep has you explore those like primal parts like, like it's it's most people don't ever really get to touch on those so uh so yeah yeah 100 percent. i can't wait to do it again I guess in a weird way, now we've all had the luxury of the gyms taken away. It's like you have to, 
like a lot of like it feels so old school just to be like even like just using barbells and a dumbbell it's like oh I'm not using any machines I'm so like this feels old school it's like people are, I've seen people going outside using logs and everything and it's yeah it's actually quite inspiring to see just like this is like bodybuilders at it like almost at its best like people are willing to go the extra mile whereas a lot of your average gym trainers they're just they will just start netflix and chilling a little bit and that's that's fair that's what they want to do but like the real tenacious bodybuilders are going to go out there and they're going to make it work no matter what which is really cool actually yeah yeah i've been been digging it and you know at the end we all that really happened is we got our first world gravity taken away yeah you know that's it and it's everywhere thankfully yeah awesome final question um and this is i don't know an interesting question to finish on this is from tanya miller Uh, so tanya has asked you ask him to explain anxiety but in figure posing the same way he did to me because i cannot be the only one who was unaware (laughs) yeah yeah okay so yeah she she was posing her glutes like a bodybuilder so yeah so i mean imagine that in the figure class you know know, where it's it's really you know mostly silhouette i think do they call this the i think the bmbf in the uk call this like the shitting dog like (laughs) yeah that that one yeah yeah so so yeah she and and, you know why so it took me a while to actually finally mention it because i'm like i'm like maybe i should because more than anything we were just going through this major phase to like set us up for what we really needed to, to dive into and uh I'm like, you know what? Let's start correcting this posing because, I mean, sometimes you know how it goes. It's like you can tell how great someone looks, but they don't know. It's like yeah. or sometimes, right, right, right. Uh, like you know what's there even though they're not showing it. So I'm like, all right, here, let me fix you up. And I fixed her up and she's like, holy crap, I actually have like normal looking glutes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it wasn't that bad. Like, it, you know, she wasn't, you know, you know how we pose. Like it's like we're literally like like peeing over this high fence. Like yeah. that's, that's, you know, um, but nevertheless, yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, it just looked like you were anxious the whole time. So <laughs> that's the, the term anxiety, but, um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's going to be a hell of an athlete at some point. She already is. She already is, but she's, she's accumulating your stuff. So Tanya, thank you for that question. I know she works I, incredibly I was expecting hard. way worse. Yeah. I, I was thinking this was quite a, a soft question for Tanya. So, <laughs> Um, it reminds me actually when you said posing for like, I know so I've had so many guys who are like, my hamstrings are tiny, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you just cannot pose. <laughs> You're not yeah, shoving that yeah. rear knee into that hamstring and then they do it and they're like, oh, I actually do have hamstrings. <laughs> it's crazy how much posing can actually make a difference. And it's crazy that you could see it, right? Yeah. You could see it even it's though so they're actually, it's like, they're actually dope ass hamstrings. Dude. <laughs> and I see it's interesting um talking this is kind of i guess on the subject but bodybuilders and uh, there's it seems to be some pe- like some organizations like the the glutes tucked and other ones like them like displayed back do you like is that something you're having to change for like a competitor for different federations and everything you finding um man it's uh <clears throat> I th- well, I think up until this point, it's like, uh, unfortunately, the way it goes, it's like whatever's happening at the highest ranks of the IFBB is what everyone has to, like follows, right? Yeah. So when you look at like the, the top Mr. Olympias, it's like, what are they doing? It's like they're flexing 
their, their glutes are they're, they're in full hip extension um, but that that doesn't mean that if um, you played around with a few variations like for, actually like I feel based on like how my lats attach that when I hit a back lat spread it doesn't impact my back double bicep really that much but my back lat spread if I get off the glutes it's no longer like they're no longer being tugged and I can spread so much more. So I think next time I compete, it's like, okay, look, the back double bicep, they'll be able to see that, oh, wow, everything's etched in. And then that other one will be like, oh, wow, like he's, he's not narrow. So, um, so yeah, yeah, you know, customize your stuff and, and uh, you know, break the rules a little bit. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, uh, man, I remember Jim Cordova, great bodybuilder, like his posing. It's like, okay, those are mandatories. Yeah, but you're getting away with some stuff. Yeah, that's that's a tactful man right there you know <laughs> i did some posing i don't know we are you i think you'll be well aware of andrew Chappelle. i did some posing with yeah. him and he's like a great poser and i think he hits he hits some things in ways that i don't think are traditionally hit and he draws a lot of inspiration from the old school bodybuilders but some like i hit some of them and i was like oh that actually looks much better than how I was like traditionally hitting it. Like I see a lot of competitors hitting and how I'd always hit it. So yeah, it's just a, like you said there, posing for bodybuilding is one of those things. I don't, it just doesn't get talked about that much. It's not sexy, but it just plays such a big role. And like even little things like just like you said, you can hit the the same like back pose, but you just do one tucked, one not, and it improves how everything's looking. So yeah, I always, I find posing interesting. Whereas yeah, a lot of people don't, <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it it matters, and especially man, you guys got some 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 like deep shows out there, you know. So um, we have a lot of shows. You guys don't have as many, but the ones you guys have, it's like, you know, you you got to fight for every placing out there. Has that actually on that note? Have you had many competitors like had their shows cancelled, or how are how are things running in the US for? Because I know here and you're you probably have clients who were looking to do qualifiers in like the UK and they've all been the BMBF, UKDFBA have canceled all qualifiers and it's like now just finals. And I'm kind of yeah. like, I'm meant to be competing this year. And now I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. Um, yeah. How's that been for 3DMJ clients? Yeah. Um, well, obviously we have a different system and it's more so people who were doing spring shows. Yeah. It's like now you're doing summer shows, which okay. isn't too bad, you know? Um, it um it lessens the blow in a way because you can slow things down a little bit. It's like hey now you got some space. Uh, obviously for some people it doesn't fit their personal yeah. timeline, so that's a different issue. But um <clears throat> but as of right now, I guess the way we're we're doing it, it's like hey things keep changing every like every day. Yeah. Right? So it's like hang in there, keep doing your thing. I think in a way it's probably you know good for you to to you know hold on to that. Um because I mean shoot I, I'd hate for some people anyways to. For them to just like jump off and then it's, it's that transition that's hard anyways but imagine yeah. like it being under these circumstances uh let's let's use this as a protective shield of sorts you know yeah completely respect that awesome thank you so much alberto we've got through every single question so i'm really really happy and i'm sure the listeners have been super happy to have you on um, i want to make sure like people can keep following your stuff so i think you're probably most present still over on instagram is that where you're most regularly sharing everything that's going on you're doing your door pull-ups which <laughs> i saw eric <laughs> got blasted yeah. for a little bit <laughs> yeah. i tried yeah. them i was very impressed i i think that they're, they're actually harder than normal pull-ups <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah well yeah 
Yeah, we did that publicly. <laughs> I I shared it on my story, so I got tagged in Eric's post quite a lot. I was like, oh no, <laughs> people are breaking their doors. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, no, Instagram is is uh, it's still the place where I roam the most, yep. and uh, uh it's, maybe uh, this, uh, maybe I'll be alive, maybe I won't by the time this rolls around, but. I, I do think it's an important time to just start reblogging because um, as much as people say like I'm tired of watching like the at home workouts I'm tired like this stuff like what's going on right now it's like it's 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 human history man you know yeah. and I've always looked at my vlogs is is a way of uh, like it's my own little scrapbook like personal scrapbook Love that. so I think people just need folks to be like hey everything's gonna be okay you know and we're all like working with what we have uh and then just the other part that yeah this is this is the times we live in it's like we, we should document this so I, I hope to post something up for my people real soon awesome thank you so much alberto and thank you guys for listening we will catch you all soon So I'm Steve Hall, founder of Revive Stronger and a coach of Revive Stronger. My name is Pascal Floor. I'm the co-owner of Revive Stronger and also a coach, of course. Revive Stronger has probably been going solidly for three years, probably roughly about three years. Revive Stronger, to me, it is becoming kind of my child, my foster child. It's the gathering and getting together of like-minded people. We've been expanding the coaching team, which is helping us help more people. Uh, but each coach can only help a certain number of people. Right now, it's all over the place. We have YouTube, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, but there isn't that community aspect behind that. And so the next step for us is developing a membership site. So basically, we want to create a family and a community that is then benefiting from another. A really cool community for people within our little niche is going to be a website. They will get early access to our podcast. You can access us, ask us questions, the community aspect. We have a forum there. You can ask questions, but also you can, you can lock your journey. There's also going to be courses on there, courses, presentations on different topics. Discount of past seminar footage. We will log our journey as well. We'll start vlogging. We're gonna have documentaries, our entire athletic journey. Furthermore, they get access to an exercise video library. The exercises that we love for hypertrophy and maximizing hypertrophy, we're gonna go through those in depth, telling you how to execute them. We cap them concise and also mobile friendly so that you can watch them in between your sets. I'm super excited to grow this community. The amount of value that we're going to be delivering is huge. And I'd love you to be part of it. You will get so much out of that. I'll see you inside.